0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Real You Real Money. I'm so excited for you to be here and I'm equally as excited, possibly even more excited to tell you, that the doors for plenty are now open. You can find out all the details in my show notes. But something you might not know about this podcast is we get a really similar amount of listens per episode, which tells me that we have this really beautiful, loyal community. And you are all people, as you're listening to this, who are so welcome in plenty. If you like what I'm saying here, it will absolutely be a good fit for you. So if you're interested in working with me in a much deeper way, in an ongoing community, you pay upfront for it or over a payment plan, and then you're in the community, we have weekly calls, I'm adding lives, there are workshops, all sorts of things, as well as the course content itself. I'd love to have you. I'd love to get to know you. If you would like to join us and Obviously, you can just go to the show notes and do that. Or if you'd rather, you can book a call with me, DM me on Instagram, and let's chat about it. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. So I'm super excited to talk about what we're talking about today because it was one of the first lessons I learned in business. So early on in my time of being a coach, I signed up to do the first kind of group type program I ever did, which was actually about selling. And this lesson that I'm about to share with you began, and I'll say began because it's an ever evolving one. It began there in terms of selling. And I'm going to talk a bit about what it looks like in that space, but it is something that reaches into every part of your business and is especially important with money making. So I'm going to give you a bit of a double insight, something that's going to help you in your money making and help you in your selling today. So for those of you listening that at times struggle with selling, find that you put out an offer and it doesn't sell, I can't help but tell you two things. The first thing is not actually about what we're going to talk about. So you're putting out stuff and you're like why isn't it selling the first thing I want you to know is that you're probably not talking about it enough that is the number one reason things don't sell is we didn't mention it enough now I understand that in a world which in which we feel like we are taking up a lot of space like we're very sensitive often to feeling like we're taking up a lot of space. I think man spreading is one of the best ways I can describe that. You get men on the train, on the tube in the UK, and their legs are like basically akimbo. Like their legs are really wide and they're relaxed and you've got the women sat next to them, sort of like cowering to the side, obviously not wanting to say anything. We are sensitive to taking up space because it's not allowed of us very often, if at all. Except in maybe spaces where we are in a space with our community, whether that's women or, or whether your community that you feel more comfortable with is within intersections of that. That's the first thing is that you're not mentioning it enough. That's not what we're talking about, though. But I just want to say that one of the other reasons. And this is linked. One of the other reasons that things don't sell is because. We are making the selling of the thing mean something about us. And what we often refer to this in the coaching world as is attachment, attachment and detachment. When we are attached to the sale, we are attaching our worth, our potential, our future to that moment, to that sale. So, for example, if you are a service based business, maybe you're going to sell something, sell an offer like a coaching program, for example, or an e course, and you're putting it out there and you're mentioning it, but you're thinking, oh my God, if no one buys this, I'm going to look like an idiot. If no one buys this, it's because my audience don't like it when I sell to them. If no one buys this, I am going to feel like I don't know what I'm doing. If no one buys this, It's because they know I don't know what I'm doing. We attach these meanings that are linked to our worth to the sale. And we make it very, very do or die. We talk about this a lot in Plenty, this kind of like idea that we have these one chances, you know. And you see that like if you are somebody who people don't like your post, you post and you don't get many likes. And what we see often is people spiraling because they've not got, you know, oh I thought that would do really well. And I thought people would like that. And this can happen with offers. And it happens with all sorts of things. Content is like a microcosm of it. And it leads us to take up less space because the evidence that we gather is people don't like me instead of. And this is the energy I want you to bring to it. Okay, next. Next post. I was talking to my Real You Real Money group course people, the mastermind today, about this very thing. And I was saying that it always cracks me up when I'm posting. Sometimes i write something and I'm like, damn, that's good. They're gonna love this. <laughs> it's like tumbleweed. And then every single post I've done, that's done well, like, you know, within my scope of what, what doing well is, I'm like, I'll have thought, I'm not sure I've explained that properly. I'm not sure that's clear. Hmm, I probably won't post it, but I have a rule. I'll post it anyway. So I post it and it does really well. But had I kind of, if I sit on things and I don't put them out there, I'm not going to get that thing. And if I took the evidence that I actually could take is when I think something's good, people don't agree with me. People don't like what I think is my best work. Like I could spin it that way. But instead, I tend to spin it like I don't know what people like. I haven't got a clue. I'll just put it all out. I'll just put it all out and see what sticks. There is no attachment there to my worth as a coach, as a content creator, as a business person. I am not attached to that. It's just thank you. Next, as Ariana Grande said, (laughs) trying to pretend I'm not forty and don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Anyway, we make. The selling or not selling of our offers do or die. You make it mean something or everything about what's possible for you and about who you are. Attachment happens when we attach a need to an outcome. So when we are actually not just looking to sell that thing in our business, we are looking to patch up our worth. We are looking for, and this can be really subtle, evidence that we are okay. Sometimes that's what it is. If this sells, I'm okay. If this happens, I'm okay. If people buy this today, then I'm okay. I need this to work, otherwise that's it. Super pressured on that offering that you're putting out there, that product, that service. A lot of pressure weighing heavily on the selling of that. When you are going into a shop, if a a service person... Somebody working in the shop, can't think of the right word, comes to help you. Where are you more likely to buy? When they're like, you should really buy this thing. You're really going to like it? You're really going to like it. I think this really suits you. You know, by the way, when they're doing that, they're working on commission. So it's not about what suits you. It's about what suits them or someone that just goes, that looks lovely on you. Can I get you anything else? What do you need and trusts you with it? Now, I know that the majority of you are not going to be be doing that as obviously as I'm describing, but I absolutely believe it shows up in the most subtle ways in our energy. It can look like the words we choose when we're DMing someone or emailing them. It can look like the words we choose on our sales page. It can look like And I do see this from time to time. Maybe even like shout outs about like things like we've got to support some more businesses we're all going under. Like, I have questions about that when we are a business that offers a service or we offer products. And it's a tricky discussion. But I don't think that's why people buy, certainly not in a sustainable way. We're not charities. That's not why people buy. People buy because you are offering them value, whether that's visual value, aesthetic value, inner value, business value, whatever it is. It's because of the value that they see in what you're offering, not because you've asked them to buy. That's never how it works. And if you think selling is asking people to buy, persuading people to buy, then that's another discussion selling is inviting people it's offering it out when we get into convincing which i know i know a lot of the bro marketers a lot of the coaches are teach they teach this they literally use the word how do you convince mm. i don't want people to be convinced to buy from me i want them to want to i trust them to want to it's my job to get them wanting to and i do that by showing up as the most me, with the most me messaging. And I don't mean that it's all about me. I mean filtered through the way I do things. So that when they come into my program, when they're working with me, they're getting what they pay they paid for, what they thought they were getting. Because that's what I have presented from the beginning. Not, here's what you have to show up to convince people to buy using this step-by-step formula, using my swipe files. Blech. That's not a blur swipe files. Sometimes they can be helpful. But in that scenario, they're, they're gross. <laughs> okay. So attachment happens when we attach a need to an outcome. Attaching our worth to whether or not something sells. Our need for the sale cannot be greater than their desire to buy. That doesn't mean we can't need the sale. That's okay. Of course, we need money. We do. But it's our need for money covers things like rent and bills and stuff like that. It doesn't cover our worth. Money cannot meet our needs around our worth. It can buy us therapy, which helps us to uncover that. So it's a tool. It's a like something that Works in our favor with that. It can buy us coaching that can help with that. It can buy us, you know, all sorts of like maybe it buys us clothes that actually feel like us, or you know, all sorts of different things. I'm not saying it's not part of it, but it, it whether or not someone buys, how many clients you've got, how many sales you've made, has nothing to do with your worth. Your worth is set. I understand the society does not recognize that it does not treat everybody as if they are worth the same but we know because we know the truth right we know that our worth is set that our worth is whole we might have a different relationship with when we can see it and how we see it I often liken it to the moon you know with the moon I know that it's there at all times but sometimes I can only see a slither of it your worth is like that it's whole at all times but some of us have been given the emotional privilege to see it in full and or to know that even when we can't see it it's full and others of us are learning that that is true. We are learning to understand or to live with what it means to know. Even when I can't feel this, even when people around me are making it feel like it's not true, even when I'm receiving these messages from society that say I'm worth less than other people, my worth is set. When our need for the sale is greater than someone's desire to buy, that's when we get into pushy territory. If you think of a door to door salesperson, Or, you know, someone selling in the UK, we have people selling kind of like Sky TV, which is like, I guess it's like a satellite cable TV channel on the street. Again, they're commission based. They tend to chase you down because their need for their commission is greater than your need for another TV channel. Because now, and I haven't seen them actually since COVID, they used to always be in my local town centre. But now we know what to do when we need those things. I think it's really interesting that they still exist actually. That push is really off putting, right? Think about being chatted up. If anyone, you know, I'm sure some of you are still being chatted up, but it's a long time since I was chatted up. But I do remember <laughs> back in the day when I would be chatted up and by somebody that I wasn't interested in, which is saying a lot, cause I was easy. <laughs> Those were the days. But if I wasn't interested and they're really interested, and it's this really horrible sticky, like, kind of like, mm, sorry, no, but it doesn't feel good to have somebody sort of push their will on you in that way. So, what does this tell us about attachment in money making? Because I hope you can see some parallels here. So, that is a really important thing with, with selling. And basically, like, if you want to be detached in selling, it's really, really tunneling into, I am. Whole, no matter what happens here, I am complete. I am done. I do not need this to tell me what I can do in the future, what is possible for me, who I am, any of that stuff. And what that allows you to do is see what's actually going on rather than going, nobody's buying because I'm shit. Nobody's buying because nobody likes me. Nobody's buying because I'm just not good enough at this. Nobody's buying because. I am not going to be able to run my business. I can't do this. Instead of that, we check in with the fact that there are actual things going on. Maybe you haven't explained the transformation. Maybe you're not making it easy for people to buy. Maybe you haven't mentioned it enough. Practical, tangible, down-to-earth reasons that don't involve us spiraling into self-loathing. So when it comes to money, that same energy will bleed into so much of your decisions. The things you decide to go for, like the the products you decide to put out into the world, the offers, the way you price them, your, your selling, which impacts your money making. If your worth is really attached to your selling, the other thing that happens is that not mentioning stuff often, because if you're rejected... And I do that in air quotes. If you're rejected by, you know, oh, what if people don't like that I'm posting so much? What if they unfollow me? What if they unsubscribe? It will impact my worth. Doesn't impact your worth. Doesn't make any difference. It's okay for people to do that. We want to trust them, right? I want to trust people to follow me if they like what I offer and not if they don't. I actually don't want them. Following me if I'm annoying them. I really don't. I want them to go, release them, let them be free, knowing it does not impact who I am or what I'm capable of or anything like that. In fact, this is why plenty is such a core part of my work, the philosophy of plenty, which is there's always way more people. There's always so many people ready to take that person's place. We don't need to attach meaning to the ones that simply just don't get what we offer. So it's not for them, that's fine. And this idea, this idea of detachment around money is at the core of so much of the work that I do in Plenty and in Real You Real Money. We want money to be neutral. And we can't have it be neutral when we're attaching so much meaning to making it or not making it. When we're making it mean things about who we are and what's possible for us, Depending what happens in any de- given day, week, or month, or year, even, and there are some really insidious ways that this works too, that keep us stuck in a loop of making less money. One of them that I've been thinking about a lot recently is this feeling of when I make the money, I will. Really linked to diet culture in terms of when I lose the weight, then I will live, then my my happy life will start. So when I make the money then i'll be more visible like we can look at people whose businesses are really take like have taken off maybe look at some of the coaches that are making like multiple six figures or seven figures even and be like wow but there's and look at how visible they are and there's an element of that where they've got a team and so they can some of them not all of them some of them are producing more content than it would be you know possible for you to do there is that But also, I would suggest that we could be doing a lot more. I really want to do, I might do a whole podcast episode on this separately, but I really want to talk a little bit about visibility in this. I understand that many of you have a complicated relationship with visibility, and I absolutely believe that being visible in your business is one of your most efficient and trustworthy money-making tools. Because it creates trust with people. It allows you to show people who you really are. It humanizes you. It creates connection. And what I notice is the more visible someone's being, often the more money they make. And when I say visible, I don't just mean showing their face, I mean being themselves, being visibly themselves. So I do mean showing their face, but I also mean that the words they write sound like them. The more they do that, it speaks to a sense of freedom and trust that they have in themselves. And so we don't need to wait until we're making a certain amount of money before we get to show up like some of those people that we might look up to in our industries. Because the reason they're making that money is because they showed up that way, not the other way around. We can't keep waiting. We can't keep waiting to enjoy or live certain parts of our lives either of course money opens doors to certain things that potentially we don't have available to us but what could we do I'm sure I've told the story before of when I decided to start wearing a certain the dresses that I wear now and I nearly always wear dresses and by the way at the weekends and everything it's not I at about four o'clock, I transform into somebody who's wearing this one yellow jumper that I love. I think I wear every single day unless it's in the wash. And my fringe gets flipped to the side and I look like a completely different person. (laughs) But the rest of the time I am wearing these dresses because I remember thinking, oh, the wealthy version of me wears these sort of like dresses that really take up space, not in a kind of Victorian way, just you know, that's the sort of thing that she wears. And I was like, well, I can do that now. So I wonder what you're not doing that you can do now. Maybe you can't buy that house, go on that holiday yet. Yet is a very important word there. Maybe you're not quite there yet. You're on your way, but not quite there yet. But what can you do? How can you bring those elements of your life rather than waiting until because all that waiting until suggests that it's going to be a different version of you that makes the money. And it's not, it's going to be you. It's going to be you as you are sat or walking or however you're listening to this. I know some of you are in the bath, naked in the bath, if that's what you're doing. It's, It's this version of you that makes the money. So bring that stuff in. You don't need to wait. We absolutely are not going to do keeping things for best here. And also, the idea that best you is well for you is highly problematic. So money can become this permission giver. But you don't need permission from money. If anything, and I want you to hear this, if anything, money needs permission from you. because placing every need on money works against you making money. Money needs to know often, That you are safe. And I don't mean you're going to make every decision right, but it needs to feel that steadiness and that trust, especially to come in in a sustainable way. It needs to know that it's coming into hands that are grounded. That's the word. And I know you lot, that's work you can do. Your grounded self, by the way, is your most adult version of you. You know, the bit that, that that you can speak to and be like, and it knows. It's the bit that disagrees with you when you're freaking out. It's your intuition. It's that sage, guiding voice that you have. Sometimes it'll be super quiet. It's your worth, actually, as well. So what can we do? I'm really fond and I don't know where this quote came from, but I heard I thought it was C.S. Lewis, but I don't think it is. I've Googled it and I can't find the source so if anyone knows let me know I'm really fond of this idea that you don't make a room lighter by taking away dark you make a room lighter by adding light and I think particularly in the coaching space sometimes we can get the balance of that wrong we can start either we have people just like ignoring that dark exists or and, and oversimplifying the positivity but you don't have to Reconcile every single feeling you've got and fi- completely figure out why you don't feel the worth you feel. You can work on grounding yourself in the truth, which is that your worth is already whole. I find that incredibly helpful because it means I don't have to always feel it. So when I feel like my worth is wobbly or disappeared from under me. I can remind myself that that feeling I'm having is not the truth. The truth is that my worth is absolutely whole and complete. I just can't see it right now. So gather the evidence now that you have, that your worth is whole, that this thing is working. I want you to get absolutely specific, granular with your wins over what's working keep going. Listen to the episode I did with Elizabeth Stiles, which is a few episodes back. I think it was called Sell Through the Silence. When you're selling, keep selling. Ask yourself the actual questions. Stop making it about you. You are wonderful, but you are not so wonderful that every single thing is about your personality or what you can and can't do. Practical, issues exist in business lessons exist that need to be learned that you can practically learn how to do things and all the time we spin in this place of attaching our worth to the outcomes to the money we make to the sales we make we miss that stuff we miss it and you don't need to beat yourself up about it it happens but you do need to build tools that are going to let you see it another way So if you want to work on that with me, you can pop me a DM. I have some one-to-one spaces available at the moment. I have some plenty spaces available at the moment. Pop me a DM. I'd love to chat with you.